BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great tasting all natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network as we welcome you back. Kick off a new week here, November 6, 2023. Hope you had a nice weekend. I'm Patrick Maher, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live from the D, downtown Las Vegas. We're going to go from Vegas and Los Angeles out to New Jersey, of course. MetLife. The closer week nine tonight, you've got the Jets hosting, of course, the I was about to say San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers. I should know better. And look, I don't know if it's a disrespect angle that the Jets can play tonight. But right now, DraftKings is showing the Chargers lane three. Actually, they've come off the three down to three, three and a half down to three, 115 juice on the three. So potentially headed back to three and a half with the Chargers. But pretty much everybody's showing the Chargers lane three and a total of 41 to discuss the Jets and Chargers tonight. Antoine Staley is going to join us right now. New York Daily News, Jets reporter and columnist. You can find Antoine on Twitter at Antoine Staley. He's actually checking in from MetLife where he'll be covering the game. Hi, Antoine. Thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. And why don't we start there with an angle? It's a team in the Jets that have won three straight. Do you think have they been playing up the disrespect angle this week because the Chargers come in favored here? No, I don't think so. I think people have just kind of been doubting, you know, the Jets all year. I mean, I think part of it is like late towards their offense has been really anemic. They're one of the worst offenses, you know, statistically in the NFL. I think they're 31st in total offense and 26th in points per game, but they've still been finding ways to win games uh, through their defense and also special teams. So, yeah, I I can kind of see why people are, you know, have been hesitant to get on the Jets bandwagon, especially considering, you know, what the teams that are in the AFC and how strong they look. But, you know, they, they found ways to win games. And, you know, not for nothing, they were the only team that uh, so far is able to beat the Eagles. So, yeah, they feel like, you know, they have enough. They have the talent. They have everything it takes to make the playoffs. We'll see because it's definitely a big game for both of these teams, especially with wild card. I mean, well, you know, tiebreaker implications and wild card implications as well. 
Antoine, I've never seen a game where a team won without weather being a critical factor on four plays, and that's exactly what happened last week. How did the Jets get that corrected offensively? I mean, they were absolutely anemic. I mean, it's been like that all year. I mean, they, they can't you know, convert on third downs and red zone touchdowns. They're, like, at the bottom. So, yeah, it's been a big problem all year. I think the big thing is it's just, you know, finding ways to get, you know, third and manageable situations and, you know, being able to run the ball uh, effectively with, you know, Brees Hall in those situations. Because I think tent, like teams like are expecting them to run the ball with Hall. And then they would like to get the Jets in third and long situations and have Zach you know, also, you know, throw the football. But I think also part of it is their offensive line. They've had, you know, a lot of injuries there. They've had 10 different offensive linemen start games through seven games, through seven games of the season. Uh, I don't know how that ranks with the rest of the league, but, you know, that's a lot. You know, it's considering, you know, things. And we're not even ha- they're not even officially halfway through the season. But yeah, I think a lot of it's linked to their offensive line and also the players at Wilson, which has been up and down at times. Up and down is a good way to describe Zach Wilson. Antoine Staley joins us here uh, discussing, of course, Monday Night Football closing out week nine. Let's talk about the quarterback and then we can get into game plan. But just give us an idea. Wilson put a tough spot, Antoine. We understand what happened with Rodgers. Where does he stand in that locker room right now? I'd be curious. Well, I think uh, last year, I mean, it was a whole different situation where I feel like you know, the Jets, he, they did hand them the keys to, you know, their car and was hoping they could, he could steer them to the playoffs. And, of course, he ended up getting bitched a couple of times there. And I think, you know, that humbles Zach a little bit. And, obviously, going out to get Aaron Rodgers, they gave him an opportunity to kind of step back a little bit. And he wasn't expected to play at all. And then, of course, four plays into, you know, the offensive season for the Jets and everything changes. And now he is the guy, the starting quarterback for the you know, the Jets at least seems like it's going to be for this season, although, you know, we'll see what happens with Aaron later on. But, you know, the fact of the matter is I think his teammates are really, you know, they really bat Zach, and I think he's won the locker room back considering, you know, he had a lack of accountability a year ago. You know, really was not, you know, he really did not want to accept responsibility for his play. That's not the case this year. He's definitely, you know, even when he's played, you know, relatively well uh, against the Chiefs, you know, he accepted the blame there that, hey, I fumbled the ball and, you know, didn't give us an opportunity to win the game there and I definitely think he's a teammate so seeing that and they've really come to his defense and they really have his back so I think we think you know it's a much different locker room and they they really support Zach Wilson at this point should we well if I could just follow up quickly I apologize but Antoine I wanted to ask you because nobody gets closer to these teams and these players and those on the beat and you on the beat for the daily news have you noticed 23 years old last year for Wilson now just 24 so he is very young have you noticed a difference in maturity covering the kid yeah I think so like I say I think he's there's something more accountability now something that he was not doing last year I remember you know the game that he essentially got him benched against the Patriots when they lost 10-3 you know he blamed it on the win he blamed it on a lot of different things but himself and uh, he was also asked that was he did he feel like he let the team down after just having 77 yards passed and it was 9 for 22 and he said no and then I think that resonated negatively in the locker room and then I, I think at that point they had to bench him I think this year he's a much more mature guy you know saying the right things there you know at the end of games even though it might not be his fault you know he's accepting that accountability uh, no matter what and I definitely think everybody's seen you know the growth in from Zach Wilson from last year to this year 
Antoine, how is Robert Salah received in this locker room? Because he has been an ardent supporter of Zach Wilson, and the defense has played at a level that would be championship caliber. But has the frustration spilled over at all? I know you talked about him winning the locker room back, but just based on the performance we've seen, what has the vibe been with Salah compared and with how he's managed the team? Well, I think, I think the players really uh, enjoy Robert Sala and kind of what he's brought to the table. He's been a player's coach, too. I mean, he says the right things. He has his players back, too. And, yeah, I think the players are willing to run through a wall for him, and I think they have as well because they're winning games that they're not supposed to win. I mean, last week against the Giants, I mean, on paper, the Jets were the better team, but yeah, they had no business really winning that game. I thought the Giants you know, for probably about 58 minutes, outplayed the Giants. And then it was just up for that 24-second stretch where, you know, the Jets ended up tying the game and then forced overtime and ended up winning it there. But, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, you don't win games like that unless you have a somebody that's a leader of men. And I think that's what Robert Sala has done. And I definitely think that's the team has really reflected that, this gritty style of winning. And, you know, that's that's their identity. And that's kind of like how it has to be their identity if they're going to, you know, get to the playoffs or even contend in the AFC. Give me the game plan for the Jets tonight. Antoine Staley joining us, New York Daily News. The Jets win tonight. Now it's a low total. Maybe you can fill us in on the weather there in Jersey tonight as well. But why don't you kind of construct a, a, a game-winning plan for the Jets tonight against the Chargers? Well, weather won't be a factor. I think it's like 50 degrees right now. It's like clear. So, yeah, there's no rain like it was last week with the Giants game. But, you know, I think if they're going to win, obviously converting on third downs, uh, red zone opportunities there. And, you know, I think, you know, them running the football, is they're going to have to run the football with it, you know, Brees Hall and be effective too. And if they can protect that Wilson, I definitely think, you know, that would be beneficial to them. And because, you know, the Chargers have two elite pass rushers in Khalil Mack and obviously Joey Bosa who can get pressure there. We kind of saw what the Giants were able to do last week. I imagine the Chargers are probably to have a similar game plan of way attacking Zach Wilson and the Jets. So, yeah, they're just going to have to find a way to protect Zach Wilson because otherwise it could be a long night for the Jets offense once again. When you look at this uh, Jets defensive team, you guys have played Mahomes, they've played Jalen Hurts so far, Dak Prescott, Josh Allen. They've done a really nice job from a defensive standpoint in terms of limiting these other opponents. What is going to be the key tonight in terms of limiting Justin Herbert, despite the fact that they've got some injuries on the offensive side of the ball? We know Mike Williams is out for the year as well. Yeah, I think getting pressure on them. I think that's basically what it is. The Jets usually don't like to blitz a whole lot. But, you know, if they can find some ways to get pressure on Herbert without blitzing, you know, their front four uh, necessarily has, doesn't have the sacks like they did a year ago. But I think Jermaine Johnson has done a tremendous job. He's on pace to have 10 sacks this year. Bryce Huff is an uh, underrated player. I think people are starting to find out uh, him about the league. His pressure rate is better than any, you know, edge rusher in the league right now. So, yeah, I definitely think those two guys have to be a bit faster in getting pressure on Herbert. And that way, you know, you can force some turnovers there. You saw with, you know, when they beat the Eagles and Jalen Hurst, they forced three interceptions. They forced some interceptions with Patrick Mahomes, even though they didn't win the game there. And same thing with Josh Allen. They also forced the, forced them to turn the ball over four times. And you know, if they can't if they can't turn the ball, if they can't get, get generate the turnovers against Herbert. I think you know the defense is going to be in some big trouble. But you know, that's been the call to call the Jets all year, just forcing turnovers and uh, capitalizing on mistakes there. And it also gives their offense a shorter field where they're able to score touchdowns and get points. Bet life, we got about a minute here, Antoine. It can be a little antiseptic, you know that. There's, it's a weird vibe there because it's so cavernous. But the Jets are the only team in town with the Giants completely done. Do you expect there to be some juice tonight in Jersey for this matchup? 
yeah, anytime the, the night games have been really like a lot of juice there. So this is the last night game, home night game of the year, uh, unless something crazy happens there, at least in the regular season anyway. Uh, but, yeah, I definitely think it's going to be a lot of juice, a lot of excitement there. People are going to be, you know, Aaron Rodgers is in the building once again, uh, not, you know, walking without, you know, the golf, the golf cart, driving them around there. So I'm sure people will be excited about that too. So, yeah, I expect it to be a big crowd and a lot of excitement for the game tonight. Okay. Thank you, Antoine. Antoine Staley, New York Daily News, covers the Jets beat. He's there already at MetLife, so it's a long night ahead for you. Thank you for the time. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay. It's weird. It, I, I said I used antiseptic to explain it. I don't. Does it play that way on television, guys? Because MetLife is, for a, a stadium that was built, I don't know, 13, 14 years ago, it is a dump. It looks like a convention center. <laughs> I like that. It, it, it convention center is a good way to explain it. It it has less than zero feel. Like I, I know people talk about New Yankee Stadium, and I would agree with that. That has a pretty antiseptic feel as well. But it is just you know obviously always built in the same area in the middle of nowhere there in Jersey. But they just there was there's no charm to that building. Anyway, Maris and Tish built it, and the Jets rent. The Woody with the Johnsons rent from the Maris and the Tishes. When we return, we get back. We'll get into Monday Night Football and our predictions, but we get back to our loathes, like love loathe. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents... A new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. 
Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash PicksBase sort by pick, sport, event date, and more. Check the top VEASAN expert leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI, and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Tail fate, of course, according to plan for your VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, betting guides, plus 24-7 video access. Check out VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Okay, we got you back here. That uh, draw bet between Tottenham and Chelsea went down in flames. A 4-1 winner for Chelsea. (laughs) 1-1 into the 70th minute, I believe it was, or 72nd minute. And Chelsea up two men end up winning 4-1 to one there in the London Derby. Sorry, big guy, for your little loss. No, not as, bad as, uh, not as bad as Saturday afternoon when I was here with Ben Wilson, Britton Hess, uh, producer uh, of that show. He and I, in the middle of Bedlam, both went 9-1, to one, will there be overtime? Yes. And it looked really promising. And Oklahoma's offense is just abysmal. <laughs> Let us down at the end. But it, we had a shot there in the fourth quarter, and it just faded away. Well, we should get to, we've got Monday Night Football and our bets coming up here in just a bit, boys. Uh, I believe Thomas Gable off to a nice little start with his college plays, and I think you had Oregon as well. Aren't they putting the beat down on Georgia right now? Is that what's going on? Well, they were until a 11-0 run by Georgia has cut this margin from 15 down to four with three and a half to go here in the first half of T-Mobile in Las Vegas. Oh, can I sound like I know something about basketball? Yeah. You know, guys, though, it's a game of runs. They could get right back into it. There it is. That's a nice little handicap. Um, okay. So my loathe this week, and again, it might be a bit of an overreaction, but I said, everybody in Carolina, fire them. Whoever evaluated the draft, fire them because you took Bryce Young over CJ Stroud. That's your job. That's your one job. You're terrible at it. You got to go. Now I might be overreacting big time, but I don't even know who's running the Atlanta Falcon defense. Uh, Arthur Smith and his staff, You might have to go. I mean, this is yesterday losing to Josh Dobbs and not only losing, but losing on an 80 yard drive against Josh Dobbs, who got there five days ago. Again, you've heard the stories, didn't know his teammates names, didn't know the playbook. And somehow you give up an 80 yard drive. And I was watching the game. A couple of things. Prevent D never works. They're in the prevent. And what does Dobbs do? He just, he literally just picked out TJ Hawkinson and said, go run a squat route. I'll throw it to you 10 yards down the field and just methodically march down the field. Hawkinson's a freaking stud on the other side. I know a lot of people like to bitch about Arthur Smith because this Bijan Robinson was a high draft pick in everybody's fantasy league. Well, the reason he doesn't give Robinson the ball is because they're up seven, the Falcons. Okay. Okay, so they're up seven and they come back. They get the ball. Bijan Robinson chops off a nice little run and fumbles the football. I'm not sure he touched the ball the rest of the way. It was all Algier because they just obviously Arthur Smith does not trust Robinson. Terrible fumble that changed everything in the game. Dobbs and Minnesota come back down after the fumble, down seven, score, tie up the ball game. That was the difference. And the difference, of course, not just not giving Bijan Robinson the football, but also not, and again, not being able to stop a guy that got to Minnesota five days ago at home, 80 yards to win the football game. They needed a touchdown, not a field goal. They were down four. They drove two minutes to go, 80 yards. Again, you're not going to fire Arthur Smith, 
whoever's running the defense, you got to go. I'm sorry. You go into the prevent. It, the only success you had against Dobbs was when you pressured him. You have to be pressuring the kid that knows nothing except one read in that situation. And there it is. So my loathe is Arthur Smith and his coaching staff. I like that call. Ryan Nielsen, the defensive coordinator there in Atlanta. Now, this team came in pretty highly rated. I think sixth in total defense coming into yesterday's game. But, you know, more importantly, Arthur Smith, we've questioned whether you should go with Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke. This team, when you look at it, it's just not been great in terms of missed opportunities. I think there's a lot of games you look back and say, hey, they probably should be better than four and five in a division where nobody's going anywhere fast, Patrick. You're absolutely right. I like this call here on Arthur Smith in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, look, no one was calling for Taylor Heineke more than I was, but if you're going to put him in the game, you can't be throwing it 38 times to Taylor Heineke when you have that kind of a run game. It's insane coaching from Arthur Smith right now. The arrogance is crazy. This was him after the game when he was asked, what's missing from this Falcon squad? Yeah, I mean, we got to play in sync. You know, that's the thing. You have your opportunities, and we we didn't take advantage of, you know, the defense made some plays we got some turnovers and you know we got held to three um so then you know you get in a rhythm and then unfortunately turnovers and they extended plays and give Dobbs credit he made some big time plays with his feet and and so we just never played in sync and you get the lead um and obviously we didn't get it done but yeah I mean that would be the biggest thing is us playing in sync you know there's been some times it's been good in one phase and uh, we obviously need to do that to get back in the win column. By the way, this defense, I watched the whole entire game. I was on the Falcons. Uh, well, I bet this them in game. Defense, as soon as Hall went down, minus five and a half from the Falcons. Loved it. The two times in their own, in the red zone, they allowed Dobbs to pick up huge third and longs. Like huge. I'm talking like third and 18s. At one, at one point, it was like third and 12. Dobbs not only picked up the first down, he scored a touchdown like a 30 yard scramble. It was not necessarily 30 yards, but you understand what I'm saying. It may have been like a, a, a 20 yard scramble. It was crazy. The, the way that Atlanta lost the game is embarrassing. Well, you lost to a guy, Josh Dobbs, as you mentioned, got there on Wednesday, traded during the week. Jaron Hall goes down. Jaron Hall was getting all of the one uh, practices, th- uh, one reps throughout the week in practice. This was Josh Dobbs, the guy who beat Arthur Smith, talking about what was going through his mind when he saw Jaron Hall went down. I've been in, you know, similar situations. First, it was, you know, Jaron, get up. I hope he's okay. Um, but then it was, you know, hey, like if you're playing, you got to go out there and and play. Like team still expects you to go out and win and play good football. You know, it was never, you know, in this league, man, there's there's never an excuse for your circumstance. And I learned that from Coach T. You know, usually, you know, people don't really care about your circumstance. They just want to see you succeed given the circumstance you're given. So, um, you know, I, I've been in similar situations, backing up. Ben where you know he goes down but he gets up and you're like okay okay you're good like your heart drops for a second you're warming up but he comes back out there but when they said it was uh, your ball my job was just go out there and play play good football the same football I know how to do and been playing all year go ahead big guy yeah we played that one earlier yeah. but it's okay it's a yeah. great clip he's he's a good kid man you can tell he's just a really just can't bright, smart kid it, there, there were two I, losses I was that gonna can't say, happen you jumped on him when Jaron Hall went down 
Yeah. Well, I was betting the Falcons, and when Hall went down, I'm like, we're screwed because I think Dobbs has something. It's it's played it's poorly be a movie. the last few games with the Cardinals, dude. He's he's a starter. It's this is going to be Josh Dobbs, the first player in NFL history to score three or more combined passing and rushing touchdowns in consecutive weeks with two different teams. teams yeah. It's preposterous. Yeah. Like it's the hardest position to prepare for. It's the only position that when people swap teams, you're like, he's got to get ready. This guy's done it now this year. And remember he did it in the playoffs for Tennessee a couple years ago. He needs no time to prepare. He's literally meeting his teammates on the fly. It, there were two losses that would have been, that were inexcusable yesterday. This one with Arthur Smith losing to a quarterback who doesn't know anyone on his team. And the other one was Tampa Bay losing to Houston without a kicker who had to go for it on fourth down and had to go for two every time they scored. In my loathe, again, Arthur Smith and his coaching staff. Amal Shaw, you're up. You're loathe this week. The Miami Dolphins. This team is sitting at 6-3. and three. They are the Rutgers Scarlet Knight. They beat up on bad teams, and then they lose to good competition. That's exactly what's happened. When you look at this team this year, they have beat up on teams that are 500 or below. Best win of the season was against the Chargers earlier. They eke out a 36-34 win. But let's really get into the numbers when you look at the three losses so far this year. They've managed to score 51 points in those three games. But more importantly, from an offensive standpoint, they've scored 44 points. Remember, Jerome Baker had a pick six against the Philadelphia Eagles in that game. And when you look at it from an offensive standpoint, against Kansas City, 292 total yards. Against the Philadelphia Eagles, 244 yards. Now, against Buffalo, they put up 393. But remember, that game was a 48-20 win. Buffalo was in a situation they were playing a bit of a preventative defense, and so you saw them tally some yardage in the second half. Here's the real crushing thing when you look at the Miami Dolphins and what's most important. In those three games I just referenced, they have scored exactly zero points in the fourth quarter of those crucial games. This team cannot deliver when the competition ramps up. They were down 21-0 in this game. The Eagles had jumped out to a 14-point lead. You look at the game against Buffalo, they have an early lead, Miami does, and then Buffalo comes storming back and they get beat by 28 points. I get you're going to have some losses along the way. You're not going to play your best football, particularly on the road, but to lose by 28 against a division opponent is inexcusable. The way this team has operated, they have beat up on the sisters of the poor, but when the chips are down, they're nowhere to be found. Yeah, they are 0-3 against winning teams, losing by an average of 17 points uh, against teams with a winning record, or excuse me, a looting, losing record, 6-0 by an average of 39. And they haven't beaten a team with a winning record. I think this stat was all over the place since week three of 2022. Yeah. So, yeah, very worthy of the low. Then they had a chance, the Dolphins, in the second half because the Chiefs did absolutely nothing in Germany and just couldn't make a big play to a 21 of 34 for 193 and the one touchdown. We'll come back with the big guys' loads and Monday Night Football. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Yeah, Josh Palmer, wide receiver, Chargers, goes to the IR. The reason I was asking is because that has to do with my handicap tonight. We'll get to that coming up in just a bit, but right now, an opportunity to tell you about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating who's number one on the show, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. You can find your Zen 
at your local convenience store or online at Zyn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. As a warning, this product does contain nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We did come in as we started the show, as we welcome you back here on Sharp Money. I'm Walsh Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Hope you had a nice weekend. Week nine concludes tonight in Jersey with the Jets hosting the Chargers. When we started, uh, DraftKings was showing the Chargers laying three and a half. Remember, the key number, NFL and college betting, is three. It has come down at DraftKings, juiced up to 115, but it is three now with the Chargers. I'm seeing a shop or two showing three and a half. Actually, few more than a shop or two. So, again... If you want to bet the Chargers, you can lay three. If you want to take with the Jets, you can find a three and a half in the market, a low total of 41. No surprise there. We just had Antoine Staley, who covers the Jets for the Daily News, say weather is not going to be an issue. 50 degrees, no rain. So no reason to think that Mother Nature has an impact tonight. We'll yep. get to the plays, and I know... Please, go ahead, guys. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I think you bring up a good point here, and this is going to be important. Last week, the weather was a little bit of a factor for that Jets offense. Um, just a little, completely discombobulated. I want to see quickly how the Jets are kind of transformed from what they were last week. If not, it could be a long night for uh, New York. Okay. Before we get to the plays on Monday Night Football, like, love, loathe... Time for the big guy. Uh, I was loathing Arthur Smith and his coaching staff for allowing Josh Dobbs to win that game. No, I wasn't bitter. Uh, Amal loathing Miami. Every opportunity to win it there in Frankfurt against the Chiefs. Didn't take advantage in the second half. Down 21 to nothing at the break. And now it's time for the big guy's loathe. Yeah, uh, my loathe is a franchise that has exhibited a massive failure in preparation and patience. Uh, And I'm not talking about their game yesterday. It's the Carolina Panthers. The issue with this organization is the draft pick of Bryce Young, number one. See, nobody would have judged this team if this was just a, a lost season, right? If they treated it like Jonathan Gannon and the Arizona Cardinals are and playing hard but losing and building the culture. They decided they were not going to be patient and they were going to trade up for the number one overall pick and take Bryce Young. Did a couple things. It immediately changed the expectations and it immediately made everyone think that this franchise was going to try and build something. But the problem was... The problem with the Bryce Young pick was when, when Carolina made that trade, guys, they didn't know who they were going to take. How are you going to trade up for the first pick in the draft and then decide it's just going to be one of those three guys? So they had a one in three chance of getting it right. And so far through eight, nine games, there's no doubt to me they got it wrong. Richardson's looked better and C.J. Stroud's looked a million times better. So I just think there's a lot of failures on this organization to trade up for the number one pick, to rush the process when no one would have had any issue to have a problem with this team if they just stunk all year. But the second you have a number one pick, the expectations have been altered. And I think they made a major, major mistake. And it's like the Frank Reich thing. It's a different quarterback issue that we're dealing with him in charge of an organization again. I, I don't, disc- don't disagree yeah. <laughs> with anything. Uh, again, I, we, you, you stand on one thing as an evaluate, like those general manager, those player personnel guys, those people, girls and guys in Carolina that had one job. And that was to pick number one overall that alters the course of your franchise for the next 15 years, as you just laid out and to take young over Stroud, we can sit here 
and discuss sure, and have the conversation. Job. It has nothing to do with us. It has this is this is we just pick game by game. That's your job is to get the quarterback position right and to take Stroud. Excuse me to take. Uh, the kid coming out of Alabama, no. Bryce Young over Stroud is uh, unconscionable. It was just it, it, when you look back on it, though, just remember the timeline. They make the trade. Everyone thinks it's going to be C.J. Stroud. He went from like 450 to the favorite, shot up the board. And then it comes out. Yeah, they actually have no idea who they're going to take. They're just going to work it out. You can't give up those assets, trade up for that. And like I said, the biggest thing is you just change the expectations really fast when no one would have even thought twice if you went and won two games this year. By the way, uh, I'll tell you the other thing. Uh, Bryce Young owes C.J. Stroud and Josh Dobbs a thank you note for this week because he threw three picks yesterday, threw two pick sixes to Kenny Moore. And we're not really discussing it, Patrick, simply because of how great Dobbs and Stroud were. I mean, the reality of it is you thought he'd start to take some steps forward and progress. Hasn't done it so far. And by the way, I had to mention Kenny Moore because he played at Valdosta I was going to say, I was going to have you Google. <laughs> Do you know where Kenny Moore went to college? So weird right now. I'm just taking a look. The Chicago Cubs just hired Craig Council, but their latest tweet was to David Ross. Oh, Teammate, no. leader, manager, legend. We are deeply grateful for David's contribution as a player and a skipper. Thank you, Rossi. Oh, <laughs> they're saying what? goodbye to him. <laughs> Did he and not Craig have Council that? was just hired as the Cubs manager, and David Ross had another year left on his deal. Um, am I, like, taking crazy pills? But did he not have a Cubs team that was not very good on the cusp of the postseason this well, year? Bellinger had a big year. He opted out, became a free agent, or I think it might have been on a one-year deal. Marcus Stroman opted out. They played very, very well. Nico Horner played well. This team was competitive. Justin Steele was a Cy Young candidate. Yeah, exactly. Like, Cody Bellinger couldn't figure things out with L.A. One year under David Ross, not that it's all Dave Ross, but it's like he maximized that roster. What are we doing Yeah, but here? if you can get counsel, you got to get counsel. I, I think Ross might be a bit of a donk. No, I like him. I, but I do like donks, though. I tend to be attracted to the donks. I, I, You're I a big Rodman guy. I love Rodman. Oh, God, I want a 91 signed jersey over my bedroom. He's one of the best defenders I've ever seen. The, okay. Now, I was asking you, I, I don't know if you guys consider tonight's number to be disrespectful, but at three and a half, it certainly feels disrespectful. Again, I know how bad the Jets offense is. I know, trust me, the three game win streak, the Phil, Philadelphia, the Eagles absolutely killed themselves. The Giants were in the mix where they pulled it out late. And who was the other one? I think it was Denver, the Broncos. Yeah. So it's a three game win streak that is a, a little odd. But this is a Jets defense that is legit. The secondary, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed are back healthy. Should be able to contain, again, talk about Keenan Allen. Josh Palmer is somebody you had the game plan for. He's to the IR. It's a good defensive front. Obviously, it's a very good defense. I, I'm a little surprised that the number is sitting three. Although, look, the Chargers get respect in the market constantly, and then they always find a way to break your heart. Um, look. I went one way with this game, and I'll just give it to you guys right now. Earlier this morning, Austin Eckler was closer to 32 and a half as far as receiving yards. I think he's up the 36 and a half over at DraftKings uh, with Mike Williams and Josh Palmer officially off the field. Obviously, with Palmer, that target rate is going to go way up to the running back. The Jets 
surprisingly have been bad against pass catching running backs. They've given up the six most receiving receptions, the seventh most receiving yards to running backs this year. The last five games, running backs to go 37 plus as far as receiving yards. Pollard, Pacheco, P. Ryan, and Swift. I like Austin Eckler over 36 and a half receiving yards tonight. I think he's going to be targeted a bunch for the I keep on wanting to say San Diego. My apologies. The Los Angeles Chargers go over 36 and a half for Eckler. So we're, we're on the same page. I put it on the VEASAN.com picks at a glance page this morning at like 7 a.m. It's absolutely my favorite play. What number I've did had you get? For, I got 32 and a half this morning and the juice was only minus 117 at the time. Uh, Good number. Seven games without Mike Williams the last two years. When Eckler plays, he averages six receptions for 45.7 yards. The Jets, as Patrick mentioned, 46 receiving yards per game to running backs. Uh, Eckler's only not cleared that total one time. It was against Kansas City. Jets allow 6.4 receptions per game. That's third in the league. Like I, I think there's a lot of ways to look at that. I also think on the other side, Brees Hall is a guy that I would bet on for a lot of his receiving props tonight because the Chargers are equally bad against running backs, catching the ball in the backfield. The problem with Hall is it's juiced a ton. So maybe I might, in the next break here, put together a same-game parlay with those with the two running backs and their receiving props. See if we get it to pay out at. I, I love your guys' Austin Eckler play. couple things. First of all, the number is not that high. You mentioned it, Patrick, with the injuries right now. Williams and Palmer expected increased targets. The other thing, though, when you look at it is Austin Eckler is capable of peeling off a big play just on a simple screen pass that's going to turn into uh, 20, 15, 20 yards. So you're not going to need a ton of receptions necessarily because I think he's going to have one fairly decent or decent-sized play in this one. So... I really like this play you guys have here on this prop bet. Yeah, a couple of receptions. Clear the 32 and a half is a tremendous number. Last time I checked over at DraftKings, just being fair. Let me just make sure I get that right. I'll come back with it. Receiving props right now on, you know what? I'll come back with the number. Eckler, if you can get the 32 and a half, it's wonderful. I'd still go over at 36 and a half. We'll come back with our takes on Chargers Jets side in total next. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. 
Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot com. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings bet $5, get $200 in bonus bets instantly. And by the way, they've got the best price on Eckler's receiving prop. Get it over there to DraftKings and use the promo code SHARP for new customers. Plus a no sweat, same game parlay. The big guy just built one for Monday Night Football every day for all betters. DraftKings, the crown is yours. And I mentioned, because I'm looking at a couple of different books right now, I'm looking at one book that has Austin Eckler, both Dustin and I, on Eckler over receiving yards. Dustin this morning got him at 32 and a half. I'm sure he paid a little juice. I'm looking at a book right now showing 36 and a half, a dollar 30 juice. However, if you go to DraftKings and I'm looking right now live, 33 and a half receiving yards for Eckler minus 125 if you want to go over. That's the best price in the market that I found, boys. Yeah, I paid uh, uh, take a look. 133. Yeah, 133 I got this morning juice. At 32 and a half. Yes. Again, whether it's on paper with Zach Wilson at quarterback, the Chargers should be favored. But this is a team that doesn't do well against physicality. It's a team that can't run the football. They want to throw it all over the field. We just saw Palmer. We already know about Williams. Palmer to the IR. So their options starting to get limited. The Jets on defense are starting to get healthy. Not officially playing aside, but that three and a half earlier was juicy, and you can still find a three and a half in the market for the Jets. Secondary's healthy, defensive front, they're going to get to again, 41's a low total. They're going to get to the quarterback, obviously, and Justin Herbert. I don't know if the Jets are gonna have to do a ton. I think this is gonna be ugly. They're gonna look to muck it up. I think it's crit look, the Chargers, they break your heart every single week in weird ways. Uh, to be laying it on the road, a weird travel spot for them. Again, that was last week against the Bears, where right they, where they looked ridiculous. That's this is a different opponent with this defense in the Jets. Well, they just went from a high school defense to a, I mean, a top five caliber defense in the National Football League. And you guys brought up a couple of good points here. The Chargers are a team that break your heart consistently. The other thing to me is as good as Justin Herbert is from a talent standpoint, it feels like when the game and the competition elevates a little bit, there's a little inconsistent with him. He plays very, very well against some inferior opponents, but can he step up now? You're playing a team like the Jets who are sound at all three levels defensively. You turn the ball over here, it's going to be a real problem, even though the Jets' offense has been inconsistent. The Chargers defensively have some deficiencies, and then the Jets might be able to get things going a little bit here. This is an important game for Zach Wilson and this Jets' offense. Patrick, I'm going to tell you right now, you know, I said this last week, I love the Jets. This was a money line play for me on the Jets, plus 150 at home, Monday Night Football. The Jets, as you alluded to earlier, have won three in a row. Guys, they've only given up more than 21 points twice all year. That was against Dallas. They were completely flat in that spot. And then Kansas City scored 23 points against them, but they scored 17 in the first quarter. Then the Jets defense buckled down the next three quarters. Yeah, I I don't hate it. Look, Salah knows what he needs to do here. It's Brees Hall and that defense. Keep it, keep it simple, stupid. 
and just grind out a win. How weird are the Chargers? Their general manager, Tom Telesco, who, by the way, has been there a long time to be underachieving this long, he actually pulled the defensive backs aside after they traded J.C. Jackson a couple weeks ago and apologized to them for adding him to their locker room that he was a bad fit, I swear to God. He called the signing a swing and miss, and he apologized to them because he didn't show the same type of commitment that the rest of the group was paying to the team. That is how wild this Chargers team is. I think they're so bad defending the pass, I'd normally look at some Jets receiver props, but it's really hard to bet Jets receivers props with Zach Wilson at quarterback, especially in prime time. They don't want him to mess things up like you were saying. But I do have a lean on Garrett Wilson over 60, 66 and a half receiving yards. They allow almost 200 yards uh, receiving per game to receivers, 13 receptions per game to receivers do the Chargers. So I, I wouldn't hate it if someone went over on Garrett Wilson because they can be beaten through the air. And Garrett Wilson's a guy that Wilson's always looking for and can get you that yak after the catch. I, I agree with everything you said about Garrett Wilson, except my one concern, Patrick, is I just don't know if Zach Wilson no, you, can deliver a consistent ball. Yeah, that, that's why I'm not betting yeah. it. It would be just a lean, but they are so bad defensively, he might only need two or three pops to get it. I mean, there are times where Zach Wilson will throw you, which is a benefit for the offense, into a pass interference because the throws are so errant. Yeah, if you don't mind paying juice, Brees Hall receiving props makes sense to me. I think he's going to be heavily involved in the passing game. A lot of checks down, just, just get the ball to him in space. Okay, what'd you do with your same game parlay? So, with that note, I think the running backs on both sides are going to be involved in the passing game. So, we're going to go Eckler over his receiving yards, 33 and a half. Brees Hall over his receiving yards and then haul over two and a half receptions which i think he will get there the only reason it's not a bet is because it's juice to hell and then uh, austin eckler over four and a half and Brees hall anytime touchdown because when they get in the red zone they don't want zach wilson screwing things up they're going to make sure it's Brees hall who gets them to the promised land so my only question with all the mentions of juice what is your favorite kind of juice guys tomato grapefruit I actually love tomato juice. I'm going to go orange. I'll keep it simple. I do love orange. You're, by the way, I wanted to call out something that you've been using a lot lately. Hmm. And I, look, it's a completely it's up to your volition. You can continue to use it. But you've been saying promise land lately. Oh, have I? A lot. Oh, like no. a lot, lot. Get them. You've been, you've been saying, quote, get them to the promise land lately. It's pretty weird. Hmm. Based on our current events, I probably shouldn't be saying that word. Because <laughs> you're not usually a cliche guy. So I've just kind of like sat up straight every time I've heard no. it. I'm like, Dustin, he's, he's mailing it in at the end of these sentences with take him to the promised land. No, I just, you know, I end up uh, speaking more than anticipated, taking myself down tangents, and I don't really have a GPS to guide me to the end. I almost said the promised land again there. Almost <laughs> did it. Almost did it. <laughs> You got a basketball play tonight, too, big guy. Yeah, look, uh, this is how I attack the NBA. When players are out, I try to find someone who's going to benefit. Derek White's not going to play for Boston. Uh, without White Saturday, Drew Holiday went for 18, 9, and 10. He's going to be asked to play more of a point guard dis distribution role. His points, rebounds, and assists is even money set at 27 and a half. Feels really low. He's averaging right around there with White in the lineup. I think he should get more assists tonight as a facilitator, which will bring everything else up. 27 and a half just feels way too low for Drew Holiday. Just a quick add on to the, sorry, to the Boston game. Uh, Porzingis is going to be a game-time decision with an eye injury. So that could help Drew as well. 
Chris stops. By you, the way, council got eight million a year. I think he said that earlier, right, Dustin? That's crazy. Yeah, I think someone said. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter say that his deal, like for the years and the and the and the, the amount he's going to get per year, would be the eleventh biggest contract in Chicago White Sox history for a player. <laughs> but what's the Cubs? Man, they really want to council because they're going to pay. I'm guessing Ross was making what three at least yeah i would say three to five yeah, yeah absolutely Dude, he's also one of your own i don't know this feels dirty i don't like any of it why didn't why didn't if if ross was such a hot commodity why didn't the metsies go for him because the mets are a stupid organization that's cut and dry well they're all <laughs> top like- 10 <laughs> let's get to it top what 10 well it, we're, we're finishing up my list here almost done top 10 things dustin does in his car so, I don't know if you remember last week, we said Joe Rogan, number 10, listen to Joe Rogan. Number nine, decompress. Number eight was sing Country Roads number by Number 10, Denver. where are you driving? Guatemala? <laughs> listen to Joe Rogan. I mean, seriously. <laughs> That's a long road trip. <laughs> Take DMT. Oh, man. Uh, number seven, envy cool cars, even though I'm not a you car ever guy. Ever just see colors, bro? <laughs> no, you can taste colors. Uh and here's six and five. These are the new ones. Number six, play drums on my steering wheel. I don't have any musical ability. I don't know how to keep a beat, but you can bet I hammer that steering wheel when certain songs come on. Yeah, I, let's just Google something, man. Uh, play drums on a steering wheel. Yeah, absolutely. Number five, what do you got? Uh, number five, you know, I realized my parents visited like a month ago and my mom sat in the back seat. It was the first time someone had been in the back seat of my car probably since I moved to Las Vegas. So when I drive around constantly, I'm always like, you know what? I don't even need a back seat. But then at the same time, I really want an SUV that has a third row for some reason. So I'm constantly contemplating, do I go two-seater or third row? I spend a lot of time debating this while I'm driving around in my car. you like a Denali? You're going to get one of those big yeah, just, children and just you're rich? One with a third row, not necessarily a Denali. I'm a big fan of the Kia Telluride. There's a new Hyundai, Hyundai Santa Fe coming out that looks awesome. Looks kind of like a Land Rover. Just something with that third row. I just like a big old boat to drive around. All right. Good job, big guy. Tremendous. You're welcome. Like the Guatemala line. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is, number 10, that is a long road trip. With a lot of diversions. I hope you have ways for that conversation. Not a lot of fact-checking going on, though. <laughs> well, it is. Literally, during the show, Googling. <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, all right, fellas. Enjoy Monday Night Football. Hey, what, like, Where does the game stand? Is it exciting? Do you care about this matchup tonight, either of you? 2017, J-E-T-S. I care about it okay. if Eckler goes over that total. Yeah, we, we, do. I, we, hammered, we both hammered that. Okay, boys, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a good Monday. We'll see you tomorrow right here. Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane, back to reality. See how to elevate your travel experiences at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. Don't live life without it. Terms apply.